evening. It's Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And welcome to another episode of Be Unique's Unscripted, where we talk to artists, musicians, performers, and business professionals. My name is Tony Taylor. I'll be your host for this evening. You know, you could spend your Thursday nights anywhere, and we are excited you're spending it with us. The conversation is cool, it's calm, and it's casual. You can also be a part of the conversation by dialing 516-418-5651. Now, before we begin, let's talk about why you need to get on your phone and go to BeUnique.org. That's B-U-N-E-K-E.org. Here's what Be Unique is all about. Our mission is to work today to change tomorrow using digital mediums to connect the world with professional storytelling and media production. We work to educate, inspire, and foster positivity and creativity worldwide through video, audio, and a spectacular literary magazine featuring writers from around the world. The newest Be Unique magazine is out right now, and you can read it online along with Be Unique Brevard magazine, the Space Coast premier magazine. Be Unique is also a media powerhouse. Not only do you get this incredible podcast hosted by me, Tony Taylor, but 11 other shows. So sit back, get comfortable, and get ready to dial 516-418-5651 with your questions, comments, and whatever else you may want to say. Let's meet our guest. All right. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Be Unique Unscripted. Today, we are very, very honored to have a special guest. Um, Andy Wong, MD, is Medverdi's medical marijuana doctor, specializes in pediatric medical marijuana. Dr. Wong is a native to Miami, Florida. She received her Bachelor of Science in Chemical Engineering at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, then finished medical school at the University of Miami. Dr. Wong completed her internship and residency at Mount Sinai School of Medicine in New York City, and then she moved to Beijing in 2000 to work at the Beijing United Family Hospital for several years. Then back to New York City to work at the Charles B. Wang Community Health Center in Chinatown. After living in Amsterdam for a few years, she moved back to Miami to work at Pediatric Associates for the past nine years. Dr. Wong is now Miami and Medverdi's number one medical marijuana doctor at Medverdi's Medical Marijuana Clinic. She accepts all patients and specializes in pediatric medical marijuana. Dr. Wong, good evening. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me on your show. Hey, did I get everything right? Yes, you did. Yep, you got oh, it. Right. You had it all right. Oh, right. My long history. Oh, yeah, right. well, everything wanna... is accurate. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, I tell you, sometimes <laughs> when you're researching, it gets very, very tremendous. And I tell you what, uh, you have an incredible resume. Uh, I really want to thank you for being here this evening. And before we begin, I would like to add uh, that um, I am a medical marijuana user. And it has definitely changed my life for the better. Um, and it's really kind of um, what's the word? Kind of difficult for a person in my age group because we've always had this negative uh, look, or always had this negative mm-hmm. uh, attitude towards marijuana. And uh, now we are seeing results. We're seeing things that are just medically incredible. So first and foremost. What I'd like to ask you about is, could you please explain exactly what pediatric 
uh, medical marijuana is all about and how it's working with kids with autism. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, as a pediatrician, um, I'm one of the few physicians who practice medical marijuana who also treat children um, since, you know, most uh, cannabis doctors kind of focus more on adult issues. Right. Um, I right. do treat both. I do treat children and adults, um, but uh, specifically pertaining to children, I, um, I really found a lot of success, especially with my patients who have autism. Uh, right. You know, I, I primarily, you know, I see each patient. Every patient is so different. Um, you know, I, I see the patient with their parents and uh, I, you know, see how they're behaving. Um, I talk to the right. parents about what concerns they have and what goals they have. Um, but right. in terms of the way that it's worked for my patients, I've really seen that, um, you know, I, I usually just start with CBD first uh, for most of these patients. Okay. And I've really seen okay. great results with that. Um, a lot of the autistic patients do have a lot of anxiety. Um, they get mm -hmm. agitated or easily frustrated if they are, um, you know, if somebody tries to make demands on them or ask them to, to, you know, do something like participate in their therapies. And, um, you know, by using this medicine, it actually has really helped them to be more calm, um, less anxious, uh, to participate in their education and in their therapies. Right. Uh, more easily, and right. also they oftentimes do try and communicate more and speak more, and uh, that's very fulfilling for the parents. How, that's amazing. Now, how did you develop interest in, in medical marijuana? Well, um, you know, I, well, I was a pediatrician for almost 20 years already, and, right. uh, you know, I, you know it was, it, I really enjoyed pediatrics. I still practice pediatrics. But mm -hmm. when uh, marijuana became medically legal in Florida, I was actually approached by a colleague of mine from medical school um, and a couple other doctors to form a practice of medical marijuana. And at that point, I hadn't really been considering it, um, but, you know, it, it kind of uh, encouraged me to kind of see the way other doctors were practicing. So I went to Michigan and shadowed a doctor up in Michigan who was part of the group that we were going to start um, some clinics here in Florida, um, and I saw how his busy practice was. And um, I also had another colleague in Oregon who had also been practicing for about seven years at that point, um, and uh, we had also been in medical school together as well, and I went and uh, shouted uh, him as well. And I really uh, was, you know, really fascinated by the way that he was using this as medicine. So it was you know, it's not just, you know, giving people their card. You know, a lot of people kind of picture it that way or even some patients who right, come to me right, right. think it's going to be like a five-minute deal, like, oh, you know, it's just, you know, yeah. I, I know what I want. I, you know, it's not that big a deal. But, you know, when I when I see patients, you know, I, especially the pediatric patients I see or mm -hmm. the very elderly patients I see who've never tried marijuana or, or even have thought that they would ever use marijuana right. before, you know, it's, it's a it's a big you know it's a big jump and a big leap uh, for these parents who are um, have children who are having conditions that need CBD and medical cannabis and other pharmaceutical uh, treatments have not worked um, and also for these elderly people as well so it's for a lot of the people that I see it's a last resort and you know it's not something that they're comfortable with 
so, you know, it really takes a lot of time and honestly a bit of hand-holding with them um, just to find the right regimen so that, you know, we see the results. And um, so it's, you know, it's, uh, it's really using it as a medicine. Right. Now, can you think of a, a particular case or a particular patient or moment when you realized that this was definitely a breakthrough, this was something that was definitely going to work and that could really provide a sense of security for that patient? Because I, I you know, you talked about going in and getting a card, it's very simple. No, it, 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 well, in my case, it was not. And my background was I was battling anxiety and depression. And I mm-hmm. wanted to try something that was not a pharmaceutical. I had tried pharmaceuticals. They had been effective. I still was more uneasy um, with the pharmaceutical aspect. And I went in there and my doctor gave me a pretty lengthy interview. And um, mm-hmm. and so far, like I said, so good. Um, I think uh, you're absolutely right when you say people kind of have a, uh, a lackadaisical viewpoint on, oh, well, I'm just going to go in and get my card and all that stuff. Think of a doctor really cares, like yourself and my <laughs> doctor. Um, they're really going to do the research with you that needs to get done to uh, really, you know, ensure that this is the way to go. But um, what I'm thinking of is, is there a, a particular patient or case where you really, it really brought about this enlightenment of, hey, this is not something that really to be paid attention to. Right. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's happened actually a few times. You know, when I, when I first started uh, seeing patients, you know, it's very new. It's a very new sure. um, field. Um, but, you know, I had this one uh, baby, actually, uh, who was about 15 months old, um, oh, who wow. has a syndrome that is associated with autism. Um, and, you know, as you know, some autistic patients do have self-injurious behavior. They may hit sure. themselves or, uh, you know, or, you know, also be aggressive towards other people as well. But this infant actually came in with bruises all over her uh, face oh, yeah. and uh, was was very, you know, uh, very startling, actually. Um and, you know, I, I actually just started this uh, patient on CBD from hemp, right. and uh, this was one of my earlier patients. And, and actually, after, you know, uh, me and the mother had spoken a few times on the phone over the first few weeks, uh, she saw such a change in the, the baby that the baby really stopped uh, hurting itself. And, and she said, you know, even before, like, the baby would hit the face against the crib and would really try and, you know, uh, hurt, hurt, hurt herself. And this really just made such a big difference. And, um, you know, at that point I was like, you know, this is, this is something that's really working. And I've had a lot of other patients as well that, uh, you know, not only for autism, but also, uh, some patients with seizures and uh, also there's um, a couple of patients I've had, uh, very young patients with cancer. Right. And uh, right. they've really seen good results. They're in remission. And, uh, you know, we've, we've done, you know, had some good results here. 
That's that's amazing. Now, when you were speaking about the older folks like myself, um, they <laughs> kind of have an eye open. They're, they're, it, it it really is kind of a last ditch effort with them coming to try medical marijuana. Or do you find that mm-hmm. some yeah, adults absolutely. are like myself? Really, some adults like myself kind of have questions about the pharmaceuticals that are out there that are being used. Because I mean, my my outlook originally, and maybe this is naivety. Um, was, you know, I'd rather be involved with something that's natural than something, mm-hmm. you know, created. And um, that was the attraction for myself. But um, I, I, I know that you're saying that a lot of folks that come in there do have some reservations. And again, I'm trying to picture, uh, you know, I have, a, I have a daughter, and I'm trying to picture what it would be like to go in and ask, hey, can CBD or medical marijuana really provide an answer. And do you ever get parents that are very kind of, uh, I don't want to say skeptical, I just want to say uh, guarded or, or you know, kind of on the edge of being nervous about this treatment? Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I come in and, and uh, I go in, in my office and I see patients, um, you know, usually both parents want to come in. Uh, right. So that, you know, they can kind of talk about it. And, you know, right. there might be one parent who's like more gung-ho about uh, trying this treatment. And then another patient, uh, the other parent may be more uh, hesitant and nervous about getting their child high and, and uh, you know, that kind right. of thing. So um, I definitely see a range, you know, and especially sure. between both parents of the same child. There's there's a, a little bit of a you know sometimes a little bit of a, a a a little bit of a hesitancy by one of the parents but you know you know when they come in I try and help to educate them a little bit and um, yeah. allay their fears you know we're always trying to achieve just the right balance between the lowest dose that helps the symptoms right. and you know without creating any kind of side effects. So, um, so yeah, and, you know, there's besides, you know, by using CBD, which is not psychoactive, we also right. use um, a couple other cannabinoids uh, such as CBDA, CBN, uh, which are also not psychoactive. And then, you know, for some cases we may use uh, THC. If you don't mind me interrupting, what are um, the differences between those? So, you know, they're, they're different cannabinoids, which means that uh, they are, you know, coming from, uh, the plant, um, whether it be from hemp or from the uh, cannabis plant. And so what CBDA is, is uh, the precursor of CBD. So it is what is present in the raw plant uh, before it's heated and then it becomes CBD. Um, so there's been, you know, some technology now that has stabilized uh, CBDA. And um, right. I have found that um, with my autistic patients and also uh, with some of my seizure patients as well, the addition of CBDA to CBD, it even works even better, okay? And also, okay. we don't have to use quite as much of it as we do with CBD. So in some ways, it's actually more potent. Um, and um, in terms of CBN, uh, you know, it has been found to uh, help with anxiety. There are anecdotal reports in finding that it helps with uh, sleep um, as well, mm-hmm. although, uh, you know, there, there still really needs to be a lot more research done. Um, 
But I have found that in, you know, some of my patients it is um, also calming and it also helps with anxiety and it also, um, sure. in some well, of my patients who have sleeping issues, in combination okay. it does, uh, with, with THC, it does help with sleeping as well. So, uh, yeah, so uh, those other cannabinoids are, are also, you know, kind of getting uh, more research done as well as CBG. And uh, so there's a lot of... Uh, uh, you know, other uh, novel cannabinoids that are being researched right now. Right. Now, so basically what what you're saying is we're pretty much into the early, early stages of this research and treatment, correct? But do you see it exploding uh-huh. yeah. um, in the years to come? Oh, yes, uh, for sure. There's a lot of studies underway. Um, okay. You know, and, and I have to say that, you know, there a lot of uh, Western doctors or, you know, traditional medicine doctors do, you know, that's one of their, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to say qualms or one of their, uh, <laughs> also their, uh, you know, hesitancy in uh, recommending or the use of medical marijuana is that a lot of them feel like, oh, there's not enough studies out there. But, you know, if we, if you actually try and look for them, there are actually quite a lot more studies. Are that okay. are showing more recent studies that are showing even at universities uh, in the United States that are showing the efficacy of, uh, you know, CBD and THC um, for, you know, medical conditions. You know, going back to the 15th month, 15 month old, how, I'm sure some of us are wondering, myself included, how does that work? How do you apply the medical marijuana to a patient that young? So uh, the way that I usually administer for most of the patients, actually, and even adult patients okay. as well, um, is through sublingual drops. Um, you know, for babies, of course, you know, it's, you have to, if you, you know, you basically just put it in their mouth. It doesn't necessarily go under the tongue all the time. But, uh, yeah, it's through, with, it's with drops, you know, we may put the oil in a syringe so we can really carefully measure the dose. And then okay. uh, put it in their mouth, and uh, and so they swallow it. So that's usually the way we um, administer the medication for the children. Right. Um, there's other ways as well. Uh, there, uh, there's actually a, an inhaler, like a kind of oh, that looks okay. like an asthma inhaler, that right. uh, is that one of the dispensaries here has. That a lot of actually some of my autistic patients who have. Uh, you know, outbursts and um, aggressive episodes, they, they really actually appreciate the uh, immediate onset of the inhaler um, okay. because, you know, with the, with the drop, sometimes it can take time to, for the effects to kick in. Right, right. Now, how many, what do you see medical marijuana? I mean, I'm sure the door is wide open, but, I mean, what are some diverse conditions uh, that you see medical marijuana working with? Um, I mean, are, how many conditions right now do we know medical marijuana can help treat? I mean, what's the wide range well, of things that we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, about it's a when, very wide range. Um, yeah, right. which for some people seems a little weird, I have to say, just because it helps so many different things. And, uh, yeah. you know, it helps, uh, you know, when we look at what it helps, it helps, uh, you know, PTSD, it helps anxiety, depression, and sleep issues. It also mm-hmm. helps things such as migraine headaches, uh, chronic pain issues such as arthritis, fibromyalgia, um, 
as well as, you know, epilepsy and uh, seizures. Sure. It helps people. It has been proven um, uh, to help uh, people who have cancer and are going through chemotherapy and all those side effects that come from the therapies that come uh, from getting cancer treatments. Uh, it helps people also who are, you know, having poor appetites, uh, as well as uh, Crohn's and digestive issues. Uh, so a lot of people kind of wonder why, you know, how does this one thing help so many different uh, conditions that are so varied? Um, and it's really the endocannabinoid system that, um, you know, has receptors throughout our bodies and also not right. only these receptors, but also different pathways that affect uh, these receptors um, is why, uh, you know, it does help uh, such a variety of uh, conditions ranging from digestive issues to, uh, you know, mental issues such as anxiety and uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really varied. Um, you know, each state kind of has its own medically legal, uh, legalized conditions that it accepts. Um, right. you know, Florida has, uh, its own and, but a doctor can say, oh, well, you know, this condition is like that, you know, one of the lists, uh, one of the main on the list, um, such as, for example, anxiety is, uh, sure. comparable to PTSD. So then we can, uh, you know, approve a patient to who has anxiety to also be on the state registry. Um, so, so yeah, there's you know, so there's quite a variety of conditions that that cannabis really does help. Have you seen the uh, the the, uh, the medical community welcome this, embrace medical marijuana, or is there still some kind of hesitancy with overall medical? Uh, population as to, you know, what really is marijuana or medical marijuana all about? I mean, do you see it being more accepted within the medical community? Um, now I do. I, you know, when I first okay. started, I did have a lot of, you know, some of my medical school colleagues who I reached out to and I said, oh, you know, I just wanted to let you know, you know, I, I've started a practice for this and, uh, you know, a lot of doctors, first response were, was, you know, where's the proof, you know, where's the research on this? And sure. so that was, you know, initially when I started back in 2017, mm-hmm. that was a lot of the response I got from some doctors. Um, and then other doctors are more open to it. So it really varies, uh, I think, from doctor to doctor. And some doctors who accepted it early on actually were surprised uh, by their patients who uh, their, that doctor referred uh, them to me because, you know, they might have been very elderly doctors who were already on board with it. So I, I'd have to say it really depended on that particular individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I believe that, you know, I definitely see more acceptance. And even some of those doctors who initially I approached and said, oh, you know, uh, you know I, I'm practicing this, and they were very uh, skeptical uh, now are referring me patients. So um, they, everybody, I think, is kind of coming around when they see the That's results. Right. Um, right. You know, of course, it's not 100% for everybody that no. it works. Uh, no. You know, some people it doesn't work, but um, I'd say that, you know, for the when it does work, people are so happy and so grateful that they have their quality of life back or that their parents have their quality of life back or that their children do. Um and so it really, uh, you know, it can really make a big difference. 
It, it really does. And it really has made a big difference in my life. Um, you know, I was a chronic sufferer of depression. Um, I uh, had terrible anxiety. And, um, you know, I guess, you know, you're exactly right in the sense of it is kind of a last-ditch effort because I really, you know, I I won't lie. I had my experiences with marijuana uh, growing up. It was never, you know, considered anything medically. Um, but I can attribute to the fact that it definitely has made a difference and has made a better a better uh, situation with me in the quality of my life. And I'm sure as a pediatrician, uh, you've seen some great episodes of children being able to reach a point of living a, uh, a more comfortable life. Um, did, mm-hmm. did you ever have any, any, any kind of trepidation about um, treating children with medical marijuana, or is this something that you definitely were ready to explore? Well, um, I, you know, I was actually not so nervous about it just because, you know, when I first started, I really started mainly with a not psychoactive, uh, okay. you know, CBD. So, you know, so I, I really truly believe in how safe it is and. Uh, you know, how much patients can benefit from it. So uh, right. in terms of that, for, for patients, when I started them on THC, I am very, uh, you know, I approach it very gingerly um, with really small doses to begin with and then slowly increasing. Um, right. I have to say that um, other physicians who are uh, very prominent in this uh, field, uh, there's another uh, pediatric um medical cannabis doctor who's uh, been very, very uh, helpful and my mentor, and she's had a lot of experience, you know, out of California, Dr. Goldstein, and uh, that also, getting that support from other doctors who've also had a lot of experience also made me feel very comfortable, and also, you know, when, uh, you know, I attend these uh, seminars and hear talks from uh, some of these uh, more prominent uh, cannabis doctors, it, it really, uh, you know, helps to make you feel more comfortable whenever you see the way that uh, the success stories that they have, and they've been very forthcoming in helping uh, me and mentoring me in uh, the way that I treat patients. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's definitely been a learning process. Um, but, right. uh, yeah, I mean, I really, you know, it's, it is you know, something that, you know, we, I take very seriously that, you know, of course, you don't want to cause any harm. That's the first, that's first off. But sure. uh, by using very low doses of anything that's psychoactive, um, you know, I really feel that, you know, we, we try and be very careful to avoid any kind of uh, side effects like that. So, um, so, yeah, so, and also it's a very safe medicine. So, you know, it's not, it's nothing that, you know, can really you know, cause so much harm. Sure. Now, is it the same process you use to when treating adults or uh, or to be elderly, uh, particularly with uh, cancer treatment? Do you well with cancer treatment? Yeah, I mean it's a little bit different. Um, we kind of, for if we're actually uh, you know it, it depends on the patient. You know, with cancer either. Right. You know, I, I talk to the patient and say, how do you want to approach this? Do you want to approach uh, your cannabis treatment as just treating the symptoms that you're having from either the cancer itself or from the chemotherapy or the radiation treatments, or 
do you want to try and use this medical cannabis in synergy with your traditional cancer treatments? Because um, there is a lot of research right now um, as to how, uh, you know, cannabis can also have uh, cancer-killing properties and, um, really? you know, the know apoptosis that. of, yeah, killing cancer cells. So uh, there's some patients that we do try and really work up to much higher uh, doses. Um, you know, I don't know if you've heard of RSO or Rick Simpson oil and, you know, whenever no, you visit the dispensaries for yourself. What is that? So um, uh, Rick Simpson oil is a very concentrated whole plant extract. Um, so, you know, sometimes people get concentrates, but they're usually just, you know, THC concentrates, but they're very strong, uh, just concentrations of THC, but RSO is more of a whole plant extract. So there's, it's a little bit more like flour in that there's, um, you know, just all, almost all the cannabinoids that you find in flour. And, um, so Rick Simpson was a, a, a guy <laughs> who had, um, melanoma with metastases and, he took one gram of uh, cannabis oil that he made himself, and oh, after wow. okay. you know a period of time, about six weeks, he said that he was you know better. So, um, and in you know further research studies, uh, cannabis has found to have that property of apoptosis and other cancer-killing properties. So, you know, we can't really state it as a medical claim yet because a lot more research right. still needs to be done. But um, a lot of patients are using it, and um, you know, it it really it really can you know help some patients. I've had you know quite a few patients who have gone into remission. But you know, I kind of we have a, I have a little bit of a protocol that I do that okay. uh, you know we kind of work our way up to much higher doses to to try and have the cannabis work in synergy with the standard treatments. Or you know, I do have some patients who have elected not to undergo chemotherapy and radiation or us or other standard cancer treatments mm -hmm. just because, you know, they're maybe elderly and they don't want to put their body through that. And, um, you know, this is another kind of direction that some patients choose to, to go in. So uh, that's, you know, that's one way. So, uh, yeah, I mean, some of the, dis the dispensaries or I'd say mm -hmm. kind of the majority do have that, that uh, RSO available. And uh, so that is another option for some patients. And, and this is an overall, your, your main concern, though, is the wellness of the patient, correct? Mm-hmm. And, and, and Absolutely. That how this is affecting, that, that's the overall goal of this treatment, right. correct? Of course. That mm -hmm. is, yeah. That is, that is, that is that's great. And listen, we're going to take a real quick break. We'll be right back with um, Dr. Anne-Marie Wong here on Unscripted. Thanks for listening, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you ever read a web article on the Internet that really spoke to you? No, I mean really spoke to you. Well, let me tell you about Newsly. Newsly is the new and incredible audio app made especially for iOS and Android. Newsly picks up web articles about the most trending topics throughout the entire Internet. And at any given moment, Newsly reads those web articles to you in a natural human voice. Browse your favorite articles from topics you choose. Stop scrolling, start playing, start listening, and start learning. And Newsly has podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts 
from over 40 countries. Our podcasts, Unscripted, Coffee, Candy, and Creatives, and On Demand are there too. Go to www.newsly.me to download and use Newsly for free now. And if you use promo code BEUNIQUERADIO, all one word and with tabs, receive a one-month free premium description. For the first time in the history of the Internet, the web becomes listenable. Listen and learn with Newsly. Be Unique Radio brings you unscripted conversations with world changers and difference makers. Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on all your favorite platforms. Visit BeUnique.org to learn who is scheduled next and how you can talk with our guests and become part of the show. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. See you there. Thanks for listening. And remember, the best way to be unique is to just be you. All right, we are back. Welcome back to uh, Unscripted here at Be Unique Radio. I am speaking with Dr. Anne-Marie Wong. She is Medverdi's medical marijuana doctor specializing in theatric medical marijuana. She's a native of Miami, Florida, and uh, she's done work in Beijing in 2000 and is back with her own clinic uh, with uh, expensing med- medical marijuana uh, to pe- for pediatrics and also for patients of all ages. Thank you for joining us, uh, Dr. Wong. And uh, now we were we kind of left the last bit of the conversation talking about um, the overall wellness of people and um, came across in my research an interesting interview with you that was done. And um, in the interview, they talked about what you believe are your top five life um, lifestyle tweaks. And I'd like to talk to you about those because I think those are an effective part of this journey you're traveling uh, with medical marijuana. So the interesting one uh, to begin with was up a book. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't hear what, I couldn't hear what you oh, said. Oh, I'm sorry. Was... We were talking about, we were talking about, um, uh, I, I read an interesting article with you, uh, an interview with you. It had some very interesting and I think enlightening lifestyle tweaks that you believe will support <laughs> people's journeys towards well-being. Um, you mentioned pick up a book. Did you want to talk right, about that? Right, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel that uh, lately with all the, you know, electronic uh, inputs that we get and all the social media that people tend to just kind of just, you know, plug into those kind of things these days. And, you know, I see it in a lot of my friends and my children. And sometimes I'll catch myself doing it as well, you know, of course. Um, so I, I really think that, uh, you know, reading actually is, is really such a calming, peaceful thing that you can do um, for yourself um, that, you know, I think people forget about uh, just the, the joy of kind of getting into a really good book or learning something about, uh, you know, yourself or uh I think that reading is something that, you know, people have kind of left behind a little bit that, that could be a really uh, great use of personal time. Certainly, certainly. I love to read. Now, my other, I thought this was an interesting uh, um, subject, was meditation. 
What are your feelings about meditation, and how important do you think it is to the person? Yeah, I think it's really great, especially for people who have a lot of stress, who have anxiety. Um, When I do see my patients, you know, even though we're really focusing on medical marijuana and CBD, I usually do recommend, um, especially for my uh, patients who are having a lot of stress or or mood issues, to try and do some daily meditation. Um, I do find these days that, you know, uh, using some of these these apps such as Headspace or um, uh, Insight Timer, that it can help people to really just be guided a little bit and even just spend anywhere from like, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, just take that small amount out of your day to just try and, uh, you know, be in the moment and breathe. And uh, I really think that that can really make a, a big difference in, in somebody's, the way they, even the, the rest of their day. So uh, that daily practice I've found in when I do it myself and, I, and I'm disciplined and I do it, um, that it really right, makes a big right. difference in the way that I feel. Mm-hmm. Right, and I tell you, you know, uh, just the hour before um, we are doing this show, I have a meditation meeting every Thursday night, and I've seen what it can do. Um, it, it's kind of, with my background, you know, we kind of had this idea about what meditation was about. It's kind of like, you know, people sitting around in robes and, and doing strange things. But no, that's not the case at all. It's a, it's a matter of being in the moment of, uh, of calming your mind. And um, I, 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 I've noticed in, in with myself how it works hand in hand with ha- living a more a, a less stressful life. Um, the other other concept uh, that that really intrigued me too was move your body. Now, is that exercise mm-hmm. or that what 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 do you mean by that? Um, in general, I, I, I think it's exercise of, of any sort, you know, whatever you enjoy. I think that's the most important, right. um, you know, because sometimes people force themselves to go to the gym and then it really ends up not <laughs> happening after all. So, uh, you I'm know, I really encourage my patients. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like you force yourself maybe one or two times and then and then you just don't want to do it, so you don't do it. So right. um, I think a key part of that is finding something that you enjoy. So. Um, and I also recommend the same for my uh, pediatric patients um, that they, they try and be exposed to a lot of different sports and activities or dance or right. something that uh, is fun for them because then they'll want to do it. And whenever anybody, whether it be a child or an adult, really enjoys the movement right. or the exercise, uh, it really makes a difference in, in how uh, how much that they'll actually uh, do it on a regular basis. Um, so I, I definitely uh, feel that's important. Um, and uh, I do find that, you know, a lot of my medical cannabis patients who, you know, have pain issues and when, when their pain issues are improved and they're able to be more mobile um, and they be able to exercise more, that mm-hmm. overall, I have to say that, you know, a lot of people worry, oh, I'm going to end up eating a lot because I'll get the munchies. But uh, it's actually <laughs> the contrary that I see that, uh, yeah, most of my patients end up, uh, they worry you know, about the munchies? becoming much that, more healthy. That's something they really do worry about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People come in and they worry about that a lot. They're like, I don't want to <laughs> end up eating a lot more. So, 
Um, I do have a couple tips, you know, for them to, to try and avoid that if it is something that they do experience. You know, I say maybe try and eat a healthy meal beforehand or, you know, have some healthy snacks available. So right. if you do feel like munching on something, you know, you have some dried blueberries or some nuts or something. <laughs> Stay um, away from the box of fruit loops is what you're saying, right? Right. Maybe don't buy that. Don't keep it in your house because, you know, you're going to want that. Um, well, also, too, uh, you mentioned the fact of something very simple, but something people never really do, and that is listening to your body's signals, right? Listening to your right, body say, right. hey, there's something going on. You know, mm-hmm. uh, what, what, how do you approach that with people? How do you approach that with people? Um, well, you know, it's a little difficult because, you know, some people are very yeah. ingrained and their ways, or they just like something, you know, they, they just like their junk food or whatever, and they are unwilling to give it up. I mean, uh, you know, and it's like, whatever you say, they don't want to do it. Embarrassing me. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, I do say try and, uh, you know, see how you feel. If you drink, uh, you know, coffee, for example, and then you notice that you have reflux after that, just you have to, (laughs) even though you've become very accustomed to coffee, it's something that you have to listen to your body and stop drinking it. Right, right, right. I'm telling you, um, it's it's so funny. Uh, You know, it's it's so funny, yet it's so simple, you know, um, to, to do that. Uh, if something's, you know, something you find yourself, you know, something is affecting you negatively, um, you know, why not listen to what your body is saying? You know, hey, I'm, I'm, I, I, this is giving me a headache, or it's, yeah, I've got a stomach ache, or, or, or that type of thing. Right. You know, um, right. But, mm-hmm. but getting, but you know, returning to the subject of of medical marijuana. Um, what is your opinion then? Do you think medical? Do you think marijuana should stay as just a medicinal, uh, a medicinal, medicinal practice, if I can use that word? Or what is your opinion about it becoming free use? I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you feel it should remain a medical tool? Or that it should be, um, you know, open to... No, I mean, I to... think it should be, you know, however people would like to use it. Of course, I'm against people, you know, abusing it. And sure. I would not want somebody to overdo it. And, you know, because there are, uh, you know, there can be side effects if somebody's really a heavy user and they're overdoing it. There's something called cannabis hyperemesis syndrome that, uh, you know, has been, you know, a little bit more prevalent these that, days. Doctor, that, you know, you know, people... What is, I'm so, sorry. Um, what is, some what? people who are very heavy users sometimes get a okay. syndrome after, you know, a while of using cannabis uh, and abusing it that they uh, – well, hyperemesis means that you're just vomiting persistently. Oh. Um, and okay. so these patients that usually have gone to the emergency room, I've, you know, I have a, uh, actually one of my colleagues who works in the emergency room and – uh, my my own gastroenterologist mentioned it to me since he he knows what I practice, um, but uh, they can't stop throwing up. And the only thing that makes them feel better is to take a hot shower um, mm-hmm. and to stop using cannabis. So uh, you know there there is a danger in overdoing it. And so I'm not you know of course I I really 
counsel my patients on trying to take tolerance breaks off THC regularly okay. to bring down their tolerance, trying to avoid gonna... using very high potency uh, products, you know, like concentrates uh, on a regular basis because I don't want their tolerance to build up and for them to, you know, use right. too much. Um, so, uh, yeah, is but there overall, I, I, uh-huh. I'm sorry, doctor. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, doctor. no, no. Um, Oh, no, no, it's okay. Um, but, you know, I do um, think that, you know, people want to enjoy themselves and, and relax. I have some <laughs> patients who, you know, are, uh, you know, overdoing it with alcohol. And I do think it is a much better option than alcohol uh, because, you know, alcohol can definitely be more detrimental to the health. And uh, I've had some patients who, you know, rather than drinking alcohol, have been using uh, cannabis to relax a little bit more and, you know, their, their weight has gone down. They, uh, their blood work, you know, their blood work with their primary has improved. Um, And so overall, it's actually, you know, in my opinion, uh, a bit healthier than just drinking alcohol. Definitely. So is, from what I gather, then there is, there is the ability to develop a strong tolerance for this medical marijuana? Like anything yes, else? For, for THC. Right, for ah, THC. For but THC. really, CBD does not build up tolerance on the days okay. that, you know, my patients, I, I say, you know, if you're going to take a break off THC one or two days a week, you can use CBD on those days, you know, to help okay. you to sleep or to help with your anxiety. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I do encourage patients, especially if they're using higher doses, um, or, or on a daily basis to, you know, take a, take a break, uh, maybe once a week or once or twice a week. Are there some instances, and I'm sorry if I appear to be bouncing all around, um, is, but are there some incidents, incidences where, uh, you won't prescribe medical marijuana with THC? Because you don't um, feel it's yes. necessary, or what would be the reasoning? Um, there's some patients that I would uh, be hesitant to use uh, THC in. Um, for certain um, psychiatric conditions, you know, such as mm-hmm. schizophrenia. Um, no, sure. Some sure. Bipol- you know, bipolar disorder as well. I'm very careful with THC. Uh, so those patients, I'm in general very, uh, you know, I prefer this to use CBD or even just only a CBD isolate, which has no THC in it, uh, is would would be a you know a better choice, I would say. Okay. Um, the question I have, I'm trying to see how I can phrase this. Um, with autistic patients, though. Do you find that there is a is a better there is a better result in using medical marijuana with THC? Um, it depends on the patient. You know, um, some of my autistic patients really cannot sleep at all. Some of them go days without sleeping, wow. and as a result, their okay. whole family doesn't sleep. Or, you know, they may wake up and have, you know, it's, it really affects the whole entire family when, you know, one child is, you know, waking up and getting up or having a, an aggressive episode or, you know, it, it really, really can be detrimental to the whole family. Um, so for some patients like that, I do use THC. And, uh, you know, again, 
starting at a low dose and, and you know, gradually increasing. Um, and also for some of my autistic patients who are very aggressive, um, you know, or, you know, violent or self-injurious, and sometimes I'll be more, you know, apt to use THC a little bit sooner. But we typically start with CBD first, but if we, if we need to, you know, then, then I go ahead and add THC into the mix. All right. In our, in our last 10 minutes, um, I just wanted to say, is there anything you could say to kind of sum up to a person who feels that this may be the remedy to go with? Can you provide some maybe, uh, not examples, maybe um, uh, some feelings that a person may have or some conditions a person may have where they're, you know, so that they're considering this? type of uh, direction um, to go yeah. with medical marijuana? I mean, what would you say to a person yeah. who's like, I've got this kind of condition, uh, should I go this direction? Right. Um, so, you know, everybody's comfort level is different, you know. So for, for somebody who's completely naive to cannabis, who, you know, has oftentimes tried multiple other treatments, they tried everything, uh, some people even come in, adults who are skeptical even because they've even tried, you know, marijuana already and it didn't work for them. Um, I'd say that it would be good to come and see a, a doctor um, so that you could really have help in the way that you're using cannabis because, right. um, you know, sometimes when you just go in and you just, you know, go to a dispensary if you're in a, you know, recreational state, um you know, you, you may not know what you're getting. It's a little bit of this right. kind of a, you know, Russian roulette about what you're buying. You, you don't know, and it may not suit you. Um, right. But I would say definitely try and see a, a experienced physician wherever you are um, who is used to treating patients because I really think okay. that it can be helpful. And I've seen so many patients who, you know, we're not expecting it to work as well as it did. And, you know, some people come back, you know, and they're like, you know, it helped me in so many different ways. It helped my anxiety, it helped my sleep, it helped my reflux, it helped my pain. And one lady, it helped everything. And it was within a wow. week. So, um, that would be a you know, very I'm not sure for her if it was. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. You know, it makes me so happy when I see that. Mm-hmm. That is I know that must be a fantastic feeling. Now, how can a person go about researching or finding a, a local uh, medical marijuana doctor in their area? Um, so there's a really uh, good website um, called the Society of Cannabis Clinicians. Um, it's a good organization, um, and they have a website that you can uh, find a, a doctor near you. Um, it's yeah. a, a very, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good organization in that, uh, I really feel that it, 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 it self-selects doctors who are more serious about treating this as a medicine. Um, the okay. other, uh, resource that I would recommend is Realm of Caring, um, which also has a, a website that people can, can find a good physician. Okay, and uh, more importantly, let's talk about you. Now, how can a person get a hold of you and contact you for treatment, let's say, with their children or even themselves? How do we get a hold of you? Okay, Um, so (laughs) you can check my website, um, which is 
www.medverde, M-E-D-V-E-R-D-E.com. Um, right. Our phone number in uh, Miami is 786 842 7001. And yeah, no, it's, you know, feel free to call if you have any questions or, you know, uh, need any help. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, we're here. That is fantastic. Well, listen, we have certainly enjoyed our conversation with you this evening and appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And I hope that uh, you'll consider coming back and joining us again where we can discuss more about medical marijuana and how it is influencing and changing the medical situation around the country with autism, with migraine, with sleep deprivation, seizures, with cancer, with menopause. The list seems endless. So we are very, very thankful for you being here tonight, and we're very, very thankful uh, that you've shared this information with us because, I mean, believe me, a lot of people that I've talked to in my situation – um, they really kind of uh, raised their eyebrow and go, really? And uh, yes, mm-hmm. really. And if anybody's listening this evening uh, that uh, is considering uh, medical marijuana, this might be the chance for you, and this might be the, uh, the answer for you. So again, uh, doctor, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it and hope you'll come back and join us again. Uh, Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed uh, chatting with you as well. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, doctor. And that's going to conclude our our, uh, podcast for this evening. We hope you have enjoyed the conversation and we hope you've learned something. Take care. And until next Thursday at 9 o'clock, please join us again. Have a great night and a great week. Thank you, doctor. Thank you. Bye.